Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Quacks Podcast. So today I have a special episode in that I am going to be presenting some new information that I have not found anywhere in the YouTube or podcast space. Now, normally with these shows, you know, I take a lot of known information and I put it together in hopefully an entertaining way, you know, or I put my own spin on it, or I look into the info in a way that, you know, gives it more depth, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. But today, I have an episode where I did some experiments and I actually have new information that shows that most of the information on YouTube on this subject is just straight up wrong. So my adventure begins with trying to replace my phone. I have an old uh, iPhone SE, first generation, so not the new one that came out, but the old one that came out in 2016. And it was starting to get very slow. It would randomly crash, you know, it was kind of getting clunky, so I decided to replace it. Now, of course, I wanted to replace it with the lowest EMF phone I could find. That's a big theme in my life, is minimizing my exposure. So I started researching new phones, which brings me to the first concept I want to explain, which is called SAR readings, or Specific Absorption Rate. Now, SAR is is a measurement of how much radio frequency energy absorption occurs in your tissue from a cell phone. So how much power is, you know, how much is it penetrating your tissues? And I'm getting these definitions right from the FCC website. So each cell phone has an SAR reading for the head, for the body, which should tell you, you know, how much RF radiation gets absorbed into either one of those places. Now, the regulations say you cannot have an SAR reading for a phone that is above 1.6. That's the maximum allowed here in the United States. Uh, I think it's a little higher for Europe. I think it's 2.0 or something. But anyway, I was looking everywhere I could find, and I was learning about SAR readings and stuff, and the same phone keeps popping up, which is a Samsung Note. Now, Samsung's in, Samsung's in general, they have a reputation for being better than iPhones for SAR readings, and this is true for a couple reasons. First, they situate the antenna on a Samsung phone so that it is at the bottom of the phone, and therefore, it's not shooting its rays into your brain. It's shooting those rays into your thyroid, which doesn't seem much better to me, but I guess you don't get brain cancer, so in some ways, it's better. So secondly, Samsung's, they're not constantly pinging the cellular network like an iPhone is. So if your iPhone is just sitting there asleep or your Samsung is just sitting there asleep, you can use a meter to measure their radio frequency output and the iPhone will ping every few seconds and the Samsung, is it's not even gonna do anything. It's just gonna sit there. So those are two reasons why Samsungs in general have a reputation for being better than iPhones for this EMF stuff. Therefore, it seemed obvious that Samsung was the better pick. I mean, I've been an iPhone guy for like a decade or whatever, but Samsung, you know, seemed like a better idea. The Samsung Note seemed really perfect. Uh, The Note had a really impressive SAR reading for the head, which was around 0.21. And so to just give you an idea, most SAR readings are above one. And my current iPhone SE, first generation, has an SAR reading of 1.17. So the Samsung Note 10, which just came out a couple years ago, was supposedly going to be much weaker in strength than the iPhone SE, supposedly. So I ordered one and I waited excitedly for it to come. 
And when it came, before I had it all hooked up to the network, I transferred everything over to it from my SE. And just let me tell you, the Note 10 is an amazing piece of machinery. I mean, I loved everything about it, from the little sound and vibration it makes whenever you click something, to its speed, you know, its customability. I mean, I really understood how addictive smartphones can be. And, and I could probably just spend hours on it just doing things. Useful things? Well, I don't know about useful things, but things. <laughs> um, I also understood how my iPhone SE was kind of in the Stone Age compared to this new, it was like a Ferrari of, of smartphones. So, I mean, I really loved it. The problem was my RF meter, the Cornet, I've talked about it before, uh, it was measuring very high RF readings. And when I say high, I mean high readings. So, to give you an idea, general recommendations on RF readings from a cornet are point, .01 for sleep and .1 to work and walk around in. So .01, you can sleep in that, .1, you can work in that, whatever. That's the max. My iPhone SE will hit between 50 and 250 in my house. So very high. I mean, I, I this is why I hate using smartphones. They're just so powerful with the amount of RF that they put out. The one upside is that they don't put that signal out very far. So you move a couple feet away from an iPhone and those readings that are 150 will drop down to like five. So, I mean, it's that just shows you that you really do not want to put that phone right up against your head. You know, headphones or speaker phones, it, it's going to make a big difference in the frequency that you're exposed to um, because of this sharp drop off in the phone. So the Note 10, I have my SIM card in there and the thing is just blazing fast, surfing the web, just awesome. But my RF meter is maxing out at around 1850. So potentially 20 times stronger than my iPhone SE. And not only that, as I use it, I'm starting to feel spacey. Like I'm feeling a little sick to my stomach, starting to feel almost panicky a little bit. I mean, it reminded me back of when I was in my old apartment with those 11 smart meters, remember? Um, right behind the kitchen. At that time, I would get this feeling like my whole body was just like saying, get out of here. You got to get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. It was that same kind of feeling while I was using this, this Note 10. So I put the phone away. I felt myself start to calm down a little bit. And I wanted to try and figure out what happened. You know, this phone should be super low in radiation, but it's obviously not. And so I need to go back to the drawing board or, or figure out a new option or whatever. So I go look at the SAR readings again. And I noticed that the Note 10 has a body SAR reading of around 1.5. So head reading is 0.21 and body is 1.5. So what must have happened when they were testing it is maybe the head was low because the antenna was pointed away from the head, but the true reading of the phone was 1.5. That that must be the trickery that is happening here. That, that must be why the readings look like they do. I figured it out. Well, I scoured the internet. I find the newest Samsung with the lowest body SAR and the head SAR that I could find together. I figured this would solve the problem. And that phone was the Samsung A10e, which had a head SAR of 0.47 and a body SAR of 0.54. So both well below my old iPhone SE, both below the 1.5 of the Note 10. This thing should be money. I ordered one from eBay. Again, I'm waiting with excitement for it to arrive. Much less excitement now, you know? I mean, I'm gonna be out like 100 bucks or so for returning the Note 10, but you know, at least I'm on the right track, right? New phone arrives, A10e. Again, I booted up, put the SIM card in there to get some measurements. 
And to my horror, you guessed it, the same thing happens. It maxes out the meter. I mean, I am, I'm just like, what the heck, man? So what this tells me is that SAR readings are totally BS. <laughs> they, they don't mean anything. The, N, the A10e should be lower than my SE, but it is much more powerful. Now, unlike the Note 10, sometimes the meter reading on the A10e will fall below around that 1850. So it might be a little less strong than the Note. And I'm also not getting that queasy or spacey feeling. So obviously this, you know, the A10e is better than the Note, but it's still much more powerful than the old iPhone SE. And so at this point, I'm kind of pissed, you know? Like, how many phones am I going to have to go through to figure this crap out? Well, turns out just one more phone. Uh, I went on an even deeper dive into the internet, the kind of dive where you spend hours looking through obscure Facebook group posts, uh, old forums that look like they run on Windows Vista. I mean, I, do I dove deep. And eventually, I found a guy named Mark who ran a Facebook group online uh, for electric-sensitive people. And if you've never heard of these electric-sensitive people, they cannot handle any kind of electrical anything. Uh, they often are completely debilitated by the smallest amount of exposure, and they usually live out in the middle of nowhere and in, in the boons to avoid, you know, any and all signals. And I, I mean, just reading these people's stories, I really feel bad for them uh, because they end up going a little crazy. And it's not that they that what they're experiencing is not real. Um, that's not how they are crazy. What they're experiencing is real. But their body is so broken down from its, you know, exposure to RF that it cannot withstand any amount of exposure. And they often go a little nuts. So for, for them, living in a city is like torture. Uh, they're, they're just in this constant fight or flight mode. So like, just like with the, the Note 10, you know, it kind of gave me a little bit of panic. These people are living in that. You know, that panic, it's just like a part of their life. And they're surrounded by other people who are like totally fine. And so it, it makes them go a little crazy. And the panic starts to bleed over into other areas too. You know, they might be start to be afraid of things that, that don't make any sense, that there's, there's no threat response there. Um, you know, things like certain colors or, or who knows what. So I feel sympathy for them because, you know, if I was exposed for longer than I was, or I lived right under a cell phone tower, like many of them have experienced, I might be in the same boat with them. I might be right there. So thankfully, because of the stages, you know, uh, of healing I've gone through, the steps I've taken, uh, where I live now, you know, I can withstand EMF for a while, even though I'm, I'm pretty sensitive to it. So by the way, head over to quackspodcast.com to view past episodes, join the mailing list and see recommended products. While you're there, do me a favor, uh, shop through the Amazon banner on the homepage. It won't cost you anything and it helps me out with hosting and, and other small costs of the show. So this Mark guy knew exactly the information I was looking for. Uh, he had a small group on Facebook and the consensus among them was that the iPhone 6 is the Rubicon. After the iPhone 6 came out in 2015, the power of cell phones in general gets ridiculously strong. Uh, there was even a lawsuit against Apple for the iPhone 7 after these independent tests were done that showed radiation levels were double what Apple had initially reported. Um, but we'll get into company practices here in a minute. So the iPhone 6 is where things changed. So with that information in hand, I ordered an iPhone 6. You can still get them brand new on eBay for about 180 bucks. Uh, thankfully, 
The iPhone 6 supports 4G LTE connections, which should be with us for many years to come. So it's unlikely that they're going to be phased out in the next few years. And again, I am, you know, after I order this thing, I'm awaiting delivery excitedly. But, you know, really, who am I kidding? I'm not, I'm not excited at all at this point. I just hope I don't have to drop another $100 on some stupid restocking fee to return these things. So while I was waiting <laughs> for this phone to come, uh, I did have a chance to test an iPhone 6S, which is the phone directly after the iPhone 6. And I found that the, the, the 6S was just a hair stronger than my iPhone SE. Um, so this is good good information to, the, to know. The iPhone SE was like 50 to 250. The iPhone 6S was 75 to 350 or, you know, around there on the Cornet meter. So, so when my iPhone 6 arrives, I tested it. And exactly like Mark and his other electric sensitive buddies had said, it was a lot less powerful. I mean, my meter showed that it was often under 100. Um, so it was about a third as powerful as my iPhone SE. So Eureka, you know, I mean, it was an old phone, but it was a good phone. It was, it was solid. But that's not the end of the story. Because Mark had mentioned that sometimes the carrier you are with will determine how strong the EMF is from your phone. Now, this is probably location dependent. Uh, if you're living close to a cell tower for T-Mobile, let's say, your T-Mobile phone is not going to have to work as hard to connect to it, so it's going to put out less power to connect, but your Verizon phone will have to work a lot harder to reach you know, a much more distant Verizon tower, and therefore, it will be deadlier. Um, I mean, it's kind of ironic, but if you live close to a cell phone tower, your cell phone is going to be much less of a cancer brick than if you live far away from a cell phone tower like myself. So, I mean, it just kind of goes to show, I guess there's always trade-offs. Now there is a cellular company called Red Pocket Mobile that lets you set up cell phone numbers on different networks. And it's actually really cool. Uh, they may be worth checking out if you're looking for a low cost carrier. Uh, anyway, I ordered SIM cards from them for T-Mobile and Verizon, and I have AT&T, so I could test all three major networks around me. And the results were very interesting. Um, I did a meter test that was a bit different than what I've been doing up to this point. I was Before, I was measuring it between my face and the phone, but now I just measured the side of the phone. So, uh, you know, it was getting a little bit higher readings, um, and I measured it while it was surfing the web. So this is what I got. For AT&T, my current carrier... Uh, average reading was 450 to 500 with a range of 350 to 550. For Verizon, average reading was over 1,000 and range was 1,000 to 1,827. So quite high. For T-Mobile, average reading was 1,700 and range was 1,500 to 1,825, which is insanely high. So this really surprised me because my current carrier, AT&T, was the best of the three. Now, Again, it will probably be different in your area, but there is a big difference that may be worth researching if you're trying to find the lowest EMF. So to sum everything up, iPhone 6 is the least strong EMF wise. Then it goes iPhone SE first generation. Then it goes iPhone 6S. And then it goes right into hell. iPhone 7 and beyond are brutal. Um, the iPhone SE first generation is probably the best phone if you want the most updated iOS with the least EMF because the iPhone 6 can only run iOS 12, which makes it a little bit difficult with some of the older, with some of the apps. Um, 
if you want just the lowest EMF, the iPhone 6 is your baby. But if you want the most updated iOS, iPhone SE first generation is the best. But I think the biggest thing I learned uh, through all of this is that SAR readings are total, complete BS. Uh, and this is a staggering discovery because there are countless articles and videos talking about SAR readings like they actually mean something. And it's not true. Like all you have to know about phone EMF strength is that over time, it is a linear line. It goes from the bottom left of the graph to the top right of the graph. It's, it's just like Tesla stock. <laughs> but no, really, like SAR readings are measured by the company's themselves. I mean, I don't know why they let them measure these levels instead of them being independently measured. I mean, it seems like they are basically, you know, letting Philip Morris tell us whether cigarettes are bad for us or not. You know, why would they lie, right? <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously the companies are not going to say, oh man, you know, these, these phones are like totally 20 times as powerful as the ones we just put out a few years ago. We should totally mention that, right? No, no, they're not going to do that. SAR readings, they're BS. And the proof is that SAR readings for phones have been in a very narrow range for the last decade. You know, they're always under 1.6. If, if you look at all the phones, and, and you can do this, there's a website, I'll put it in the show notes, you can look at, you know, all the Apple phones and click on the ones going back year by year, and you'll see the SAR ratings are, are generally around the same range. But phone signal strength has gone through the roof. Well, how can this be? How can it be that phone signal strength is going through the roof, yet they're still only penetrating into our tissues a certain amount? Well, it can't be. It's because SAR ratings are BS. So that's it for today. Next episode, I'm going to review David Sinclair's book, How We Age and Why We Don't Have to. And I am going to detail my experience with an intravenous NAD. That was, um, well, painful to say the least, but I'll tell you all about that. Thanks so much for listening. Be well. Be well.